Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse powered by Jedco, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. So you hear how it activates mm-hmm. like that? So you see that? So we'll go with. That is Kyle Gregory showing me how to use the Stained Glass Winehouse self-serve wine system. Stained Glass Winehouse is a customer-centric, community-focused wine bar in Jefferson Parish. This business, which the founders call Upscale, not pretentious, offers a comfortable gathering space where visitors can taste wine from around the world from right into historic downtown Gretna. Kyle is one of four founders, and he graciously offered up some time to chat about the business as it heads toward the official one-year mark of being open in Gretna. We recorded the interview at Stained Glass Winehouse, tucked in a corner full of cozy armchairs and couches. Colorful artwork adorns the walls alongside machines that allow customers to serve themselves wine, beer, and cocktails. The relaxed atmosphere created a great space for conversation. Kyle and I talked about how the business came to be, lessons learned after a year of operation, and what it's like to do business in the city of Gretna. He even offered up a few of his favorite wine and spirit recommendations. Definitely worth the listen. Kyle, thank you so much for being on the show. Cheers. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to have you for so many reasons, but one of which is that we were here for your grand opening. Our team sort of had a had a role in helping with that and have just been sort of a partner throughout all of this in, in certain ways and so it's it's really exciting to see this space in its um all of its full glory <laughs> it's beautiful um so i just i always like to ask people when we get started to just give us the pitch what's what is stained glass wine house and tell us a little bit about it so stained glass wine house what we like to think of ourselves as is the bar of the future we are a completely self-serve industry Customer comes in, you can try as little as one ounce all the way to six ounces on wine, but it's all at your selection. You don't have to worry about waiting for a bartender to serve you. It's all about taking care of yourself and enjoying the art, the art of the wine, the art of the atmosphere, and the actual art that's on the walls. And we are definitely going to talk about the art in a little bit because it is just so cool. This space in general is just absolutely awesome. So for folks who are listening, I highly recommend you come check them out. I think one of the things that that you just mentioned, one of the things I really love about this space and and this concept is that this is self-serve. It's contactless, sort of, which is really, really nice, especially in a post-pandemic world where we're all, I mean, you guys opened kind of on the tail end of the pandemic. So that's certainly something that probably was in play at that time, but I just want to talk a little bit about what sets Stained Glass Winehouse apart from other businesses because there is this very like tech sort of piece to it that I think is really neat. And then, you know, there's an app, there's all kinds of things. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, there's something beautiful to be said about technology and where it's at. And it's finding that fusion between technology and the everyday life. So when we created this bar, part of our idea behind it was what are all the things that when we go out, we didn't like? And the biggest thing that we hated collectively was waiting in a line. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we wanted to get away from because when you have so many choices available to you, it's very hard to go outside the box because you have a decision to make very quickly. This allows you to take your time, travel around, and try wines from across the world that you've never heard of. We try to focus more on smaller vineyards, smaller companies. So that way it brings to the customer a 
different set of styles from across the world. Tell us a little bit about the experience when people come in. So, I mean, you, you get a, a little card. How does it work? To, to walk us through the process. So it's very easy, and it, it seems conceptually very hard, but it's a very <laughs> easy thing. So when you come in, you give us your ID card, make sure you're 21 and over. You know, that's step number one. Of course. And then we give you an access card that we link to a credit card. So it essentially creates an open tab for you. You could either prepay and create like a little limit if you want for yourself, because a lot of people like to do that. But what we have found is more people enjoy just creating this open bar concept or open tab concept. So you get the card, and then you can go to one of our five machines, three wines, two spirits. You insert your card, and it's got pre-measured amounts on there, one, three, or six ounce for the wines, and then single or double for the liquors. And then you just press the button, and it spits it out. Now, the beauty of it is we worked with another company to give the other side of it, which is beer. So we have beer and house-made cocktails. It's still all accessible via the same card, but it's on an actual tap system. So it's pouring your own draft beer. So it's not just the wine or the liquor. It's the entire construct of what makes a bar a bar. Wine, beer, liquor, and cocktails. <laughs> Definitely uh, tried out some of the wines. Really good. Um, and I think my mind was sort of blown whenever I was, like, sticking the little card in. And I was like, wow, this is so crazy. <laughs> Which seems like we're in the 21st century. It probably shouldn't have blown my mind as much as it did. But I just love the idea behind this. And I think it's so cool that it's here in Gretna. It was really something that was sort of missing from this area, which I think is something that I'd like to talk about now. This this was an idea that was sort of born out of the need for something like this, right? I mean, you guys were, you and I would love to hear a little bit more about your partners too, because there's there's four of you. Correct, correct. Uh, my three other business partners, we're all, mil we're all in the military together, Gary, Rick, and Tasha. And just like you said, this idea was born out of a necessity for the area that we didn't even know this happened. So Rick and Tasha, one night, they were having dinner, I believe, at El Gato Negro, and it was during the height of the pandemic, and she just wanted to stay and have an after-dinner drink, but didn't want to occupy the table so they can have table turnover. So took a walk down the street and saw this space and said, this would be a perfect place for a wine bar. Well, being that we're military, we travel, obviously, all around the world. So Tasha had just finished a tour in Europe. Mm -hmm. She was overseeing this giant mission, um, and... She was exposed to these wine machines, and that's what she thought about it. This would be a really cool idea. So when they came back to dinner, we do this thing called Free Thinking Friday, which is basically we just get around a sofa like this, have a couple drinks, and just talk about any crazy idea that we want to do. And that's when she came up and presented this idea. What do you guys think about opening a wine bar in Gretna? And it wasn't just the idea of a wine bar in the traditional sense. It's what do you guys think about doing this tasting system? And we started looking into it and researching and said, okay, you know, this, there's, there's something here for this. There's a need. And reached out to the company that we use. They're out of Italy. So it was then backtracking and figuring out, okay, well, if we want to be a wine bar, not everybody drinks wine. How do we incorporate more than just that? And that led us down the rabbit hole of figuring out how do we incorporate beer? How do we get spe specific cards made that interface with the system so it's a seamless experience for you, the customer? And that's something that we found is you could be 22 years old or 72 years old. Everybody has fun with this machine because mm -hmm. it looks daunting when you first come in here. But when you find the ease of use, you just put it in, press a button, and you get alcohol. It really has been fun for people. 
Yeah, I remember at the grand opening, I was watching people kind of go through this process and seeing a wide range of age, ages, which was really enjoyable and exciting. You know, it's just when you open a business like this in an area that really needed something like this, that's sort of elevating the total the total vibrance of, you know, the Gretna area, it just, it, it's such a win for us. And it was really, I think, a win for a lot of people as they've been coming in and been able to experience it. So that's really cool. You, you mentioned that you are in the military. Mm -hmm. um, and that all of your co-founders are also in the military. Correct. How does that lend itself to being a business owner? Did you, did you always know you wanted to be a business owner? How does it go hand in hand? So I think this is something that we've all kind of gravitated towards as we've gotten further into the military. I've personally been in for 18 years. Jeez. Collectively, I think we have probably about 100 years worth of military experience wow. between the four of us. <laughs> and I think this itch started coming about in the last few years for us that we wanted to do something a little bit more uh, than where we were. Being in the military, you have two aspects. You have officer and enlisted. And the officer side is more of your leadership, your command level. And then the enlisted is your worker side. And I think together we kind of got to that point where it's we want to reach outside of just being this enlisted concept and prove it to ourselves more than anything that we're willing to take a chance and that we can do it. And while we personally didn't have any experience starting a business or even working in the hospitality industry, because we've all been military basically since we were 18, that we found that the planning, the detail, the concepts that the military brought into us, that belief of self, has probably been the biggest benefit to doing this at this stage in our life, is that, yeah, while you may have a plan, because every business requires a business plan, it's like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing the military teaches you is how to change your plan on the fly. Mm -hmm. That's that's really, really interesting, that ability to pivot. Um, so you were in the military 18 years, still are in the military, I should say. We are currently, I'm currently sitting across from you and you are in your like full military <laughs> garb. So this is a lunch break conversation that Correct. we're having right now. But um, uh, uh, so the idea, the, the dream of being a business owner came kind of came about later. Correct. It, it kind of coincided just in that beautiful phase in your life where we all have fulfilled our dreams in one sense, but it felt almost imbalanced. You know, it's when you do something for so long, you become identified with that as being part of your person. And I think individually, we all are reaching a point where through activations and deployments and stuff like that, that we're starting to transition and look forward to the next phase in our life. Because being in the military is very similar to almost being a professional athlete, that you only have a set window mm. in which you can do this because it's, the military is not designed for people that are in their 40s and stuff like that. It's, sure. it's for the 20s and early 30s. Mm -hmm. So now we're starting to think about that next phase of our life. And I think that's where we all are ready to, to start moving towards. I, that's really, really interesting. I And I really love, too, that these are people that you are really close with, that you've built this this business with. I mean, what is that like building a business with like your your friends and military colleagues? <laughs> so funny story. This is how far back it goes. So Tasha actually was my recruiter. What? Yes. All right. So in one of her pitches that she said, you'll never know where you'll be in 20 years. I didn't know it mean that we'd, our financial futures would be linked in together because now we're <laughs> business partners. But it really has been interesting. I mean, being when, you, when you've known these people for this long, it's not just coworkers. We turn into families. Our kids grow up together. Our wives and our husbands, they interact with each other. We go through divorces. We go through deaths. We go through heartbreak. We go through successes. We really are as close to a second family as you can get. 
So to be able to take this risk with each other, it's been one of the most beautiful and stressful experiences of sure. my entire life. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit, um, just sort of pivoting. You know, we were talking about all of the artwork on the walls. It is absolutely gorgeous. This space in general is just really, really cool. So I, I, I want to kind of hit on that, that this, this vibe is very... Um, just I don't know when you're in it you feel like it's a good place to to just be with friends like be with people I love that I'm really glad that you can see that and that's what our customers feel and it's it's one thing to design it on paper and hope that it happens because you can draw you can plan but you can't create an atmosphere you just mm -hmm. hope that it it comes about and Rick built all of this himself you wow. know he and I were sitting down and we drew it all up on paper and he was able to take just a sketch on paper and turn it into this. So to create an ambiance and an environment that people actually feel when they come in, it really is something beautiful. And I let's talk about the art because this is, uh, again, I cannot stress enough just how incredibly gorgeous it is and how it lends to the overall atmosphere. Um, a lot of this is is Josh Wingerter's art and Josh Wingerter is, is a local artist who has who went away and came back and has really invested in the community some. So how did that partnership come to be? So it, it, it truly is thanks to Jedco. I, I got to give a shout out. Love so that. when uh, we met with Jana Coletti, we were talking about what our image of what we're trying to do is we wanted to change the perception of the West Bank. The West Bank has a certain connotation to it, and West Bankers have a, a pride about themselves. But what we wanted to do was create something that helps move the West Bank forward as far as perception goes. So when we were telling that to Janet, that's when she brought up Josh to us and said, hey, he is ideologically aligned with you guys. He's a very forward thinker. He's trying to do the same thing for West Wego. Well, West Wego and Gretna are basically cousins. We're, we share the river together. Mm -hmm. So the universe works in a weird way. So started emailing somebody named Maria. And hey, want to introduce ourselves, blah, blah, blah. Well, when we went into the art gallery, didn't realize this is Maria, who used to be in the military with mm, us, what? who we had a relationship with and knew her for like <laughs> eight years. And she's like, what are you doing here, Kyle? And I'm like, I'm the owner, one of the owners of Stained Glass. I've been emailing you. She's like, get out of here. So the universe has a plan. You know, We have a business partner, per someone who wants to do the same thing with us ideologically. But at the same time, we had this medium. His art curator used to be in the military mm -hmm. with us. So now it just it, it was a perfect fusion. Can people buy the artwork that is on the walls? Yes, everything you see in here is on consignment, and that's something that we really are trying to ensure that the customers know, is that everything we do is available for sale, it's on consignment. You can go to either Josh's website, his gallery, or you can come in and talk to us and we can give you uh, Maria's information. But yeah, everything that you see here is available for purchase. I also, I, I really like that there was this tie to another small local business in, in the community and that you guys from very early on kind of shared with us that it was really important for you to, to make sure that you were elevating and highlighting other small business owners. Why is that so important to you? I think today's society is different in the sense of we don't want the whole construct of the mega business. It's more about community-based businesses. So when we built this, we knew space-wise we had restrictions, that we couldn't do everything that we wanted to do. So instead of being trying to be everything for everyone, we decided to focus on the one thing that we wanted to be, but reach out to those adjacent businesses to help give them a footprint in here. Our cheese board uh, lady, West Bank Charcucci Boards, 
She sells the boards to us and we resell them to the customer to help grow her business. Our uh, bar manager, Alicia, she owns a yoga studio. So she does yoga in here. Um, we're reaching out to different food pop-ups so that way they can have a space to grow their brand to hopefully build it into different businesses. There's no reason why we have to fight against everybody here for the customers. We can be a communal-based area and help grow the brand of the West Bank and the brand of Gretna versus solely the brand of Stained Glass Winehouse. That's incredible. I love that mentality. I think it is uh, something that a lot of small business owners do have or should have. I mean, I, I've seen that a lot throughout, and I just I really like to see it in action. And Stained Glass is doing it so well. So that's that's really really wonderful. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about the West Bank, kind of elevating the West Bank, sort of bringing that cool factor to the, the West Bank. Um, even though, hey, I'm saying here, West Bank is cool, guys, I, I, I promise. Um, but I do, I do think that having a business like this really does lend sort of this like extra element of cool, because it is, it's so tech uh, savvy and it's really beautiful and it just, it really lends itself to that sort of excitement around the West Bank. So I know that you saw that there was a need in Gretna for this kind of gathering space which has really been a benefit to Gretna and to the West Bank as a whole, but how has Gretna benefited you? What do you like about doing business here? I will 100% say this because I have worked with the government and for the government for many years. This is the most business-friendly government agency I've ever worked with. From Mayor Constant to Amelia Pellegrin, mm -hmm. they have been absolutely phenomenal every step of the way. When we've had questions, we just walk right over there and, hey, what do we do? They're not in the habit of trying to stifle growth. Mm -hmm. They are coming to us saying, what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. For instance, we needed our sidewalk recurved because there used to be a driveway in there. Well, somebody had fell one time, went to the city, told them what happened, and within a month, they already had a project wow. on the books to go ahead and recurb it because they wanted pedestrians to feel safe. They wanted the businesses to feel appreciated. So just that little gesture alone showed us how pro-business they actually are in this community. That's incredible. I, I, I love stories like that. I know Mayor Constant and Amelia love those stories too. We just did a business walk a couple of weeks ago here in Gretna where we just kind of got out. Jedco went with the mayor and, and Amelia and just kind of walked around and met with businesses. Of course, we stopped here as well. <laughs> I love that commitment to business that they have here in Gretna. You can really see it and feel it. And it's just such a like true, like a true love for business. Oh, 100%. And being on Huey P. Long, it is a beautiful stretch. And oh, yeah. I grew up on the West Bank, and after Katrina, I moved to Lakeview. Mm -hmm. And it had been years since I came to downtown Gretna. Mm -hmm. And when Tasha presented this idea to me, I, was, I had my reservations at first. <laughs> and then when I drove down here and saw how beautiful they've done the Street Works projects and the Jefferson Memorial, yes, this is where you want to be. This is the best view of New mm -hmm. Orleans. You know, that's what we tell everybody. If you want that view that you see on Monday Night Football, it's yeah. from this side. It's not from the other side. Yeah. So it really is a beautiful area. It's gorgeous. I was marveling at it myself whenever I was just driving down. I came up Huey P. Long and all those, like, beautiful oak trees. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's, it's a really beautiful area. So I, I, again, love that you guys are here. It's perfect. We are hitting your almost your year mark. Which is wild. Crazy. I can't believe that we were meeting this time last year, and I, or like even a little bit sooner, and this space was not what it looks like now. It was like an empty, 
an empty space with a lot of construction going on. So it's cool to be in here and seeing it the way it looks now. Um, so you're, you've been open a year, almost a year. What are some of the biggest uh, lessons that you've learned in that, that opening year? Every day you know a little bit less is <laughs> probably the best <laughs> thing to tell people. Um, plan. Do everything you can to plan, but then understand that the, the plan is going to change. Mm -hmm. And we had so many grandiose hopes in everything that we wanted. In some aspects, we far exceeded. In some aspects, we haven't been able to hit our target mark. But that's okay. I think the biggest lesson and the biggest takeaway for us individually is trusting your gut, mm -hmm. is, is understanding that we started this business because we had a desire for it. We know this business in and out. We know our business, not the industry, ours. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing, and it was the most humbling thing, was knowing what we knew was the right thing in our gut, but we chose to do what other people recommended to us, mm -hmm. and we'd missed the mark. And the feedback we would get from customers was exactly what we felt in our gut that we wanted to do. So that has been the biggest learning experience, and that's what I would tell anybody if they were starting the business is, you know what, you may not have any experience in it, but if you trust your gut, you'll at least be able to sleep better at night knowing you tried what you wanted to do. That's, that's a really good and interesting insight. Do you find that once you've gotten that sort of feedback that you guys have been able to pivot in that direction? Is that, is that sort of the, the lesson learned is once you hear that feedback from folks, you're able to say, okay, uh, now we can, we can do that. Oh, that's absolutely true. I mean, being able to pivot, I mean, I've, that's the term of the last three years. Truly. And now with the, <laughs> the economy, the mm -hmm. way it's going, everybody has to be able to pivot. But there, it, it's absolutely true. When we first opened this business, we launched with 24 wines on tap. Mm. Well, in order to get 24 wines, we had to do a wine tasting. We tried about 38 to 40 different wines, which sounds like a really fun night. <laughs> but we had about 12 people do this tasting with us. And when we first launched, we had primarily all dry wines mm -hmm. because that's what our palate preferred. Sure. But as soon as we opened, our immediate feedback from our customer base was, you need more sweets, you need more sweets. So we were able to pivot to not only put one to two more, now, a year later, we've dedicated an entire machine to sweets because the customers have asked, we need more sweets. We love what you guys are doing. So the pivot is important, mm -hmm. but you have to stay true to whatever your core concept is. Sure. Interesting. That's, you know, as I am also a prefer dry wine myself, but <laughs> I think it's great that you guys are catering to a wider audience, so that's good. Um, can you talk a little bit about perhaps one of the success stories from, from the past year, something that's really stood out to you as a really significant win? I think for us the biggest win, and it's near and dear to our heart. So after Hurricane Ida, one of our military members, his house or his apartment burned mm -hmm. down. He lived in that apartment in Kenner. Yes. He lost absolutely everything, but he was out on missions doing debris clearance across the city. And we could not, we, internally, the military, our little organizations didn't have enough money to be able to give to him. There are so many restrictions in place. So when we did our grand opening, we were sitting here brainstorming saying, how can we do a grand opening? Mm -hmm. How can we help out? So we ended up doing a 5K fundraiser, and the idea was to give back to the National Guard members, mm -hmm. to do a fundraiser to give to our mental health organization on base, so that way these military members, if they experience loss or something like that, they could apply to this mental health organization for grant assistance. That has been our biggest success story, is realizing that not only can we make a business for us, there's a way for us to give back to the community and help those that help regular civilians every day but yeah. being military we don't like to ask for help right 
So to be able to give a avenue for these people to get assistance without having to ask for it, it it's something that's been very, very good for us. Yeah, I really like that you mentioned that. That grand opening was so cool. Um, and, and I also, from a, from a pivot standpoint, right, you guys had opened, you had your soft opening sometime over the summer with plans to have your grand opening in, like, I think it was over Labor Day weekend, maybe. Oh. And then Ida literally hit, like, right before. And then the grand opening wasn't until, like, late November, which actually the timing of it for a fundraiser worked out perfectly there are things that sometimes come out of hardship that, you know, when you're pivoting, something really beautiful is born. So I think that's cool. Oh yeah, August 6th was our official first day of opening. So we're (laughs) quickly approaching one year, but yes, our grand opening was not till November 20th. So when Ida hit August 29th, obviously we're all National Guard. So we get activated four to five days in advance. And because of the gravity and scope of the destruction, we were activated for close to a month. Mm. So we were down our owners, just various missions, you know, running emergency operations, debris clearance, running, response on base. We were moving left and right. And it was because of our staff we were able to stay open during that period of time. But then the recovery rolled on, our people were doing things. And when we presented to the mayor's office when we wanted to do our grand opening, that's when we were kind of able to nail down the November timeframe. And yeah, it delayed the official grand opening, but like you said, something beautiful came out of it in the sense that because of Ida, we were able to give back to the community and realize that we can be this middle agency Mm -hmm. for the National Guard members in the community and giving back to them. Yeah, and so many people came out for that. It was such a genius strategy to have a run before grand opening because people love that. I attempted to run, I was not very good at it, but Janet and I were there, and my husband too, he came out and we supported, but I have to laugh, I have to laugh. We were like one of the last people to come back in. I was like, I'm not, I'm not a a runner, but I really commend all the people who are. So I just thought that was so awesome. So kudos to you guys for really a job well done there. Well, thank you. You mentioned this already, you know, that, that ability to sort of trust your gut is there any other advice that you might have for up-and-coming entrepreneurs, people who might be considering getting into this industry or the food industry or any new small business? Find your passion mm. and understand that passion will wane from time to time. You're not going to wake up every single day with that 110% drive to do it. You don't love doing this every single day? I absolutely <laughs> love doing this. I love, my, I love my business partners. I love our patrons that come through here. I love Alicia and Sean. I absolutely love what this business has done. Mm-hmm. But yes, there are those days, days where, yeah. you know what, the universe is just weighing on you mm-hmm. a little bit and it's a little bit tough to get out of bed. Sure. And understanding that you need to have a passion for it, but passion isn't gonna be the only thing that's gonna get you through. You have to find a way to truly find it within yourself to dedicate those days that you don't wanna do it to understanding what the end goal is. And some days it's because I have partners and knowing that I gotta do it for them. And my partners feel the same way. You know, it's, I gotta do it for you guys. We gotta do it for Alicia. We gotta do it for Sean. We gotta do it for Gretna. You know, that that in some days is the driver. Yeah, absolutely. So it's passion plus perseverance exactly. sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what's next for you guys? What's, what's in, in the future? So what we hope with the stained glass idea is we want to be almost like the PJs of the afternoon, the more of a coffee shop-esque feel mm-hmm. versus a traditional night nightclub or bar, sure. neighborhood bar. 
we're looking to hopefully expand this idea to either some other parts of Jefferson Parish, some other parts of the New Orleans metro area, because we feel that this is an idea that can grow forward, that has its perfect place within a community. Mm -hmm. Because yes, there are neighborhood bars that people want to be able to go to and talk to a bartender. But there are also those places where you want to go to a laid back place that's like a coffee shop, but you don't want to drink an espresso at nine o'clock at night. Sure. You want a glass of wine and a book. Mm -hmm. And we can hit that middle ground. Yeah. I was here, I must have been maybe like a Thursday night. It was pretty bumping, actually. Um, I mean, because it was like eight o'clock, like nine o'clock when <laughs> I came out. But I, I was loved seeing so many people here, but the vibe was just very like kind of chill and laid back and you know everybody was just having their glass of wine I, it's a really really cool space again I just encourage everyone to come check it out I love that there's a possibility for expansion we would certainly love to see another one of these in, on the East Bank maybe in Jefferson Parish um, closer to my house <laughs> <laughs> although I will gladly drive to Gretna anytime for this so um, I just think that's really really exciting okay what when people come in here what do you recommend? What's the wine that you tell people they have to try or what's the cocktail they've got to try? What do you recommend? All right, so we are a wine bar first and foremost. However, I will venture to say we have the best margaritas without a doubt. Really? So I have to give it, she's standing right over there, Alicia. She has discovered this talent that she didn't even know she had <laughs> for making some of the best margaritas. But the beauty of it is we had specialty made kegs for okay. us that allow us to constantly keep the margarita in suspension so it's constantly a fresh shaken margarita wow that is what i would recommend for customers to come through and try first and foremost she's changing like every two weeks or something mm -hmm. like that and she's doing a banging job nice. now if we're talking about wines my personal favorite that we have on tap and it's very hard for us to keep in stock it's called the hipster animal it's a Malbec. It's, it's not just a joke. It's a beautiful label, but it is really, really good. Okay. And for our sweet drinkers, uh, it's going to be the Bragonia Demisec that we have. People really like that. It's it's almost like a dessert red without okay. being like a thick, like almost like a port. But those those would be my recommendations. Awesome. Well, you hear that, everybody. Go check those out. Um, how can people find you? Is are, Do you have certain hours that you want to share? So I'll start with the hours first. So Wednesdays and Thursdays, we're open from 4 till 9 o'clock. Every other Wednesday, we do food pop-ups. Cool. Uh, that is Ellie's Kitchen. She specializes in birria. Highly recommend coming try that. Okay. Thursdays are Teacher's Appreciation Night, and all teachers get 50% off the entire okay. night. It's our way to give back to that community. Friday and Saturday, we're open from 2 till 11 o'clock. Okay. And Sundays, we Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays, we're closed. Okay. However, on Tuesday, that's when Alicia does yoga. So if you want to come right. do some yoga and get some wine, I highly recommend come and do that. Nice. As far as our social media platforms go, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, and I think we're getting into practice at TikTok. But we're all in our 30s, so we're trying to learn TikTok. <laughs> oh, I feel you there. <laughs> Ten-second snips. That's right? what people want. <laughs> well, I love that. We'll make sure that we link to all of your, your social media pages and um, your your website in our show notes so that folks can, can find you. Is there anything I missed, anything you want to add that I have forgotten to ask? I think that about nails everything. I mean, you guys have been phenomenal. Oh, and well, I, I will you. definitely give a personal shout-out and a thanks to Jedco. You guys have been great every step of the way from 
the initial concept that we worked with the LSBDC to actual execution of the business, and you guys haven't stopped. You know, we're a year later and you reached out to us. So my advice to anybody that's starting business in Jefferson Parish or currently has one is to reach out to you guys. You guys really have been a guiding light. Well, thank you, Kyle. Love that. <laughs> That's a great way to end, I think. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for your time. I know, again, that you are very, very busy and you've got a lot going on. And so it's really exciting to be able to, to chat and catch up. It's been a while. So um, thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you. And cheers. A big thanks to Kyle for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show and for welcoming me into the beautiful stained glass winehouse space to share his story. You can find links to Stained Glass Winehouse's website and social media channels in the show notes in case you'd like to learn more. Every other Thursday, we will release new episodes of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, so we hope you will keep on tuning in. We'll be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news, on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development, and LinkedIn at company backsplash JP Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. They help other listeners like you find the show, which helps us share our story with more people, something we always appreciate. We'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. As always, thank you so much for tuning in.